Hello and welcome to episode 30 of Inherited Will, a One Piece podcast. A weekly podcast discussing each week's manga chapter and a reread of past chapters. My name is Thomas. And I'm Jordan. And before we do our usual shtick about jumping right on into whatever the chapter is, uh, 1027 in this case, I just wanted to give a quick thank you. A thank you to you listeners at home who finally got an episode on par with episode 14, uh, the one where I talk about Big Mom for a long time (laughs) uh, in terms of downloads Mm -hmm, and such. mm Uh, we were worried, uh, still kind of am, that that was going to be uh, kind of our legacy. Uh, <laughs> whining about Big Mom bopping page one. But uh, congratulations. We're now at a tie for number one spot. So well done. Well done, Jordan. Well done, viewers. We did it. <laughs> and of course, well done, me. Uh, with all that out of the way, uh, we'll be jumping right on in the chapter 1027. Then later, chapters 334 to 345. Here we go. Let's take a peek here. We got a a dog. (laughs) A dog? That's what I see, right? No? A a dog? (laughs) (laughs) Is that uh, not what you're seeing there? A dog? <laughs> uh, starting to suspect that Roger doesn't know what a pupper is. Uh, anything can be a puppy if you As long as you label it so, yes. <laughs> if it is labeled dog, so it is. Uh, indeed. Uh, Roger, real prankster, taking off a lion. What a silly boy. Is that a shanks and buggy in the background on that tree? Hanging Definitely. out. Shanks is causing trouble. <laughs> Isn't he always? And uh, I'm sure that Buddy feels a certain kinship with this lion, for he too is always the butt of the joke. And he's also a dog. <laughs> That's right. I don't see any <laughs> labels on him, but I assume it must be so. That takes us into the chapter proper, where we have someone who is clearly not labeled dog. So I don't think we have to be confused about this one. Phew. Uh, <laughs> Good old Nekomamushi recently bopped a large-tongued elderly man warning uh, Carrot and Wanda not to look at the moon. Because if they do, they'll become Sulong. That's not good, I guess. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Would it drain them of energy or, like, what? I suppose my only guess is that they're not fighting right now. And they can only maintain it for so long. So if they go into it right now, they'll have to rush into a fight. And, you know, they're already injured, so that wouldn't be great. Or just waste the form and become even more tuckered out, like you said. That's true. It's a shame it doesn't come with increased healing. Quite so. Might be a little bit too overpowered if that were the case. (laughs) Can't have that. Indeed. Then we pop back to the roof, where uh, Yamato is reminiscing about... How he read in the journal about when Roger and Whitebeard clashed, uh, that too would split the sky. Don't know what would have reminded them about that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This is a real puzzle. <laughs> Could be anything. Um, apparently, this clash has also caused a great deal of tremoring in the castle down below, 
even our giraffe zebra giraffe zebra uh, what is that thing <laughs> it's it's a it's a zebra oh, right it's from it's from long island indeed very impressive that caesar got so detailed in his research into like all the animal genes that he even got specifically the creatures from long rain long land well done caesar he did a drive-by he got that one i see just the just the one creature he had to be quick you know in and out i'm disappointed that there that means there aren't going to be any uh, snow leopard uh, <laughs> oh if only oh my god where do we get uh-huh. that collab oh please bring back foxy bring back long ring long land maybe one day uh luffy and kaido staring each other down the doom the caption says all very dramatic kaido's head is so big <laughs> uh, just like by scale i love it though because i mean luffy is holding his own but his he's so large indeed even in the uh, the panel up above where you can see the moon and it says the heavens are split open kaido's pretty big on that panel and luffy is a tiny tiny man yeah <laughs> Yeah, his legs are like literally like two lines. <laughs> the level of detail, man. <laughs> Quite so. Uh, we pop out to Yamato for a hot second, bleeding from the head. Apparently, uh, he didn't quite blot that thunder bagua from a few chapters ago, as well as he hoped. Bleeding and trembling, not good. No, I mean that's that's a bad place to get hit for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Luffy here. Uh, needs a favor for Yamato. <laughs> Wants him to help that coward out, referring to Momonosuke. <laughs> He's got opinions about that. <laughs> Can't mm-hmm. just change my nature in a matter of minutes, he says. You know what? You're right. <laughs> That's yeah. a good point, Momonosuke. Yeah. Luffy's still mad, though. <laughs> he expects mm-hmm. a lot out of this kid. Indeed. I'm sure Luffy's opinion is basically the same as ours, where if Momonosuke is going to be up there, he may as well make himself useful. And he's going to try. We'll see how it turns out later on. Yamato jumps on his head, and they try to fly away, but uh, Kaido has an opinion about that, and would rather they just die right here and now. Goes after him with his club. Classic him. This speedy man just chases him down. I know Momo hasn't really got movement down yet, but uh, I can't think this is much of a competition here. (laughs) <laughs> certainly not i think in a foot race kaido probably beats momonosuke <laughs> <laughs> just just by uh, a hair <laughs> that might be a controversial opinion <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think he might have that one uh kaido goes for a swing Kachang yamato blots it while momonosuke tries to flee and then uh <laughs> in classic luffy fashion having just the time of his life instead of just <laughs> grabbing the man by the neck or by the horns or whatever he swings his legs his stretchy stretchy legs around this yonko's neck uh-huh. to prevent him from chasing after his friends the man barely has a neck but luffy makes it work and <laughs> yeah, I love he found it. it in there somewhere <laughs> yeah <laughs> that must be that observation hockey at work <laughs> that, yeah if you're not going to use it for that why do you even have it <laughs> pretty much uh for a hot second he Tate's issue with Yamato blocking an attack from Kaido. A little bit unreasonable there, Luffy, but, you know, <laughs> I understand. Uh, Yamato understands, though. Uh, 
he understands that Luffy wants to fight him himself. One-on-one. Well done. Brave lad. Very brave, for sure. At at first, I... I don't know. I didn't know how I felt about this, but then kind of later in the chapter made me feel better about it, so... The fact that uh, it's not going to be Yamato, Momo, and Luffy all against Kaido. They're kind of splitting up. Well... Didn't sit right Yeah. Now. Well, just the fact that Yamato kind of gave in so easily not not necessarily since they've been up there for a while like he's just been holding off kaido just as much as luffy is going to now do but uh i don't know i guess i would have liked to see a little bit more clash between momo and kaido at least all three would have been great like i love the combos and maybe we'll get more later but that's uh, true Regardless, I am I am happy with the outcome. It's just this this had me worried for a little bit. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm just kind of disappointed that it seems more and more likely that uh, we're not going to get the shot uh, Kaido face with Momonosuke mm. leaving the scene. If he transforms back into a man, how will he be shot that he looks like Odin? Well, are you implying that Kaido's going to die? Um. Uh... I don't know. Because so long as he doesn't die, he can see, you know? like. Now, clearly what I was implying is that Luffy's going to get real brutal and gouge out his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Luffy's number one move every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's he weird that every him. arc ends with Luffy gouging out Lighting someone's eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've seen it time and time again. Oh, it's just overpowered, man. <laughs> Quite so. Um, but no, what I more meant is that Usually by the time Luffy is done with a opponent, they're unconscious. And then we don't see him again, generally speaking, until they're, like, in custody or okay. what have okay. you. But, I got you. Well, I mean... as important an antagonist as Kaido is, um, maybe we'll see a bit more of him after the combat is concluded. I don't know. Also, if he was in custody, wouldn't he be in custody under uh, Momo's land like i would think that if kaido goes down this arc if and when uh cp0 will immediately swoop into just kind of carry him off situation yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's like tie a rope to his foot and they just drag him (laughs) through the ocean yeah they bring as much sea prism stone as they can Uh and uh uh, just take it from there pretty much yeah Uh, i could totally see that we'll see what happens with that uh Luffy gets real hyped up that he has to fight him one-on-one. Meanwhile, Momonosuke is plummeting from the sky, so that's not great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, he's got Yamato there to help him out. I assume that when he was flying, I mean, not perfectly fine, like in a a craze a few chapters ago, (laughs) it was just that. He was just, like, overexcited and just kind of panic flying. I guess. He was basically doing the doggy paddle then, right? Like, just kind of flailing mm-hmm. about and happened to make it work. Indeed. And now he's actually learning how to consciously do it. Baby steps. I'll Get like some control out of it. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, they have to flee the island, though, because uh, bits of rubble are crumbling from Odigashima. That's not great. Uh, Yamato speculates that that is happening because Kaido's power is weakening. Unable to support 
the bedrock of the island as well as he once could. That's of note, I feel. For sure. After that clash with Luffy, yeah. Quite. They say, did you know, that uh, in a (laughs) one-on-one battle, Uh always bet on Kaido. Right. And in all of his one-on-one battles so far, Kaido's done quite well. But it hasn't really been an overall one-on-one battle. This man has been battling like 30 guys throughout the night. Mm -hmm. And uh, it seems that the... Little bits of damage he's taken here and there finally start to catch up to him. That feels good. He's also been carrying an entire island. <laughs> like He's been taking out these really strong guys with relative ease, all while lifting the entirety of Onigashima. Very beefy lad. Pretty ridiculous to think about. Meanwhile, Big Mom is just kind of futzing about down there. <laughs> yeah, she's just been like, taking it easy, punching out dinosaurs, you know. <laughs> Can't really decide which side she's on. Yeah. Always on Big Mom's side, pretty much. Well, yeah, that's that's the easy answer, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, is concerned about this uh, crumbling island situation. Yamato, for a hot second, is not quite convinced there's going to be anything they can do about it. Uh, Momonosuke pushes a tiny bit more. <laughs> and uh, Yamato's like, oh, okay. Well, in that case... Let's do something about it. And so they do. Yeah. They decide to, at least. Not much happens just yet, but uh, they have the resolve, and that's what counts. Right. It's a seed. We'll see it grow. Mm-hmm. Before that little bit ends, though, uh, Yamato makes matters worse. Or <laughs> not really. I mean, he's not the one making matters worse, but states that things are worse than they appear because not only is Onigashima really big it's also full of weapons and bombs so uh if it drops it's going to be way worse than just like a crushing operation large kaboom yeah pretty much no well maybe a few survivors given everyone that's gathered there but very few indeed i would imagine only like the the especially beefy guys all of whom are already on onigashima might survive that kaido i would think would survive it Big Mom, mm-hmm. certainly. Mm-hmm. I think Sanji would. He could fly away. Uh, that's true, but he would certainly prioritize trying to save the women before doing so, and may not have the time. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there yeah. are a lot of women there. It'd be yeah, <laughs> it'd be a tough challenge. Quite. CP Zero would probably be fine because I They're assume always fine. they can all. Well, sure, but I assume <laughs> they also have the the moonwalk technique. CP9 yeah. does. Yes. Um, in an effort to try to prevent uh, the falling from happening in the first place, uh, Momonosuke posits the idea that they stop Luffy from beating up Kaido. But uh, that answer gets him a prompt bonk on the head by Yamato. That bonk on the head may as well have been directed at me. <laughs> I was feeling those same concerns, but uh, uh-huh. no more. Good. What a terrible idea that was. If Luffy doesn't stop Kaido, he's going to just run rampant and cause problems elsewhere. Everyone's dead for sure if that happens. Yeah, but you could wait like five minutes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Kaido can do a lot of damage in five minutes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He could just decide to destroy Onigashima now and do it effortlessly. (laughs) 
and that would you know, don't give him any ideas. Be equally bad. Uh, he can't hear me. He's got hmm. tiny ears somewhere among all that horn and hair. <laughs> Probably. I hope so. Does he even? I pop back a few pages to see if I can like see Kaido's ears, and I'm not convinced he has any. Well, they have them in dragon form, so probably. Probably in there somewhere. Uh, until I see them with my own eyeballs again, I'm going to assume he's he doesn't have them. Great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's what's happening on the rooftop. We'll touch back in with them probably in a chapter or two. That takes us back into where... Uh, some more meaty goodness is occurring. Yeah. Uh, back on the live floor, Kane apparently has lost his gosh darn mind and is just throwing uh, wing slashes around all sorts of willy-nilly, causing problems for uh, everybody. There are so many, like, broken weapons in that first panel and dudes flying all over the place. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is just pure chaos. Quite so. One of them even hits Zoro. He does block it, but does get sent flying through the hallway for uh, <laughs> Frankie to make the catch of the season. Uh, that yeah, thank goodness MVP. he heard the zwing of him mm-hmm. coming, because uh, <laughs> getting hit in the back by a flying Zoro probably wouldn't be yeah. the most fun thing. No, he doesn't have any armor in the back. I right, assume. yeah. <laughs> Was it ever clarified if he adjusted that weakness post-time skip? got like extendo arms now i bet he you'd almost have to assume so right like i don't know he's symmetrical so (laughs) that's true and he had friends like on that island that could have like done it for him yeah i think likely he would just get rid of that weakness maybe it's you know he's still got like i don't know a frankie's lower back as opposed to an achilles (laughs) heel i see but uh I'm sure it will be addressed one day. Right, like nape of the neck, like uh, a titan. Uh-huh. I don't know. He's, he's got to have size too. Yeah, he's all, he's very Blastoise right now with his two cannons. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> Quite. Uh, Frankie makes that catch with his big old hands. Addresses the Zoro issue of the time: how he just got blasted through a goddamn wall and mm-hmm. appears to be pretty badly injured. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's fine. Yeah, I mean, he says he's strong. Huff, huff. He says he's not surprised though. Uh, Frankie offers his help, so I guess that's just kind of what Frankie's doing right now, running around. He's already finished his job, so he's just trying to make himself useful. I like <laughs> that. I like that for Frankie a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, if this were a Pokemon Unite match, he would be the jungler. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. I'd put Frankie in the jungle. Sure. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, back on the live floor, where Zora just came from, uh, Queen is taking issue with Kane's antics. Apparently he got cut on the butt by one of those slashes. Poor guy. Just one. He was aiming for the neck, apparently, so. Aim not so great. Um, one of the randos in the room, though, uh, this lad beneath the, the exclaimed what speech Mm -hmm, bubble, mm -hmm. comments that... Zoro damaged Kane's mask, which is a problem because uh, apparently Kane doesn't like that, and no one has ever seen what his face looks like. So I wonder what that is about. Uh, well, yeah, that's the 
the question of the episode. Quite so. Um, sort of quite menacing there, walking down the hallway towards our boys. Flames in the background, weird angular winds <laughs> all His over. His arms the place. are so weird. <laughs> in that first panel where we first see him uh, in this chapter, where he's like launching his slash attacks. I really could have sworn that he had his arms like crossed in front of him and that the wings were just coming out of the back. Oh, I see what you mean. Doesn't appear to be the case in any other panel. So I was very no. confused popping between these two things. His, his arms are the wings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a nightmare. Uh, but Frankie gets sent away by our boy Zoro. Uh, wants to fight him one-on-one. Doesn't need the help of any cyborg. Uh, Kane here goes in for another attack, the Imperial Archer, which clashes with Zoro's three-sword-style Ultra Tiger Hunt. But uh, doesn't seem like Kane's goal right now is to bash or cut Zoro to death, but to very wisely push him off the island. <laughs> and he uh, very nearly succeeds, much to uh, Zoro's distress. Yeah, but he's uh, he's getting his own little... Little bits in here and there. Uh, I suppose. He pulls off a, a a new move, the two-sword style clear lance, which he uses to launch himself back onto a little bit of land. That feels good. How far do you think he moves with this? I mean, in that panel where it like has a little impact right after he uses it, it looks pretty far. It looks pretty effective <laughs> at moving him around. This is a good move. Indeed. It looks like he's like almost beneath like the surface of the island when mm-hmm. he uses it, and then he we don't really get to see where specifically he lands. But it's launched like almost up to the horn, it looks like. It's pretty high. Indeed. Well done, Zoro. Use that more frequently. Learn how to fly using this. Well, first stick your landing, then that. <laughs> no no, fly first. <laughs> I thought it through, trust me. Okay, okay. Uh, like we said, he lands on some piece of solid land somewhere on Onigashima. Uh, complains about uh, Kane's tactics. He would rather die by the sword, not from a big fall. Um, show a little respect, he says. To which Kane responds, You first, basically. <laughs> no, that's a, uh, that's a direct quote. No classic Kane right there. <laughs> Uh, and then we see in that little panel at the bottom a little bit of a uh, Kane's face. He appears to have slit back hair and some sort of toned skin. Yeah, he's a little worried about his hair loss. I guess I don't <laughs> I know. suppose so. What do we think is going on with this man? Is this going to be like relevant in any way? Like I've seen people speculating, like oh. Oda's hyping up Kane's appearance because it's somebody we know. But Kane has been on Onigashima, or has been in Kaido's crew at least, for decades, right? Yeah. So unless he's unless it's a twin situation, which would be kind of silly, but not impossible. Uh, I don't think it's very likely that it's somebody we literally know. I don't think it's going to be a face that we recognize. In which case... How much impact can the face reveal give us, aside from it's a weird-looking face because he's a Lunarian, you know? Yeah. 
Um, hmm. The only thing that I can kind of think of, and this just popped into my head, so maybe don't give it much credit at all. But oh, it's uh, too late. <laughs> what if he is a like reanimated corpse from Moira? Like, what if he's not actually a living Lunarian? Like, what if they all died, but oh. some one was brought back by him, and now he's on, or he's been on Kaido's crew? I don't know if that makes any sense there, <laughs> but like, uh-huh. that's that's a pretty wacky idea. But I can't, <laughs> I can't think of anything that contradicts it. I was just trying to think of why he would be the only Lunarian, right? Like. We don't have any frame of reference for what happened to the Lunarians. I'm yeah. sure we'll get it by the end of this fight, some sort of flashback or an explanation or something. But maybe them getting wiped out wasn't that long ago. You know? Could be. I mean, I um, doubt it. Then people would know about him more, right? That's, we, you'd think so. I mean, Big Mom knew, at least. Yeah, but Big Mom's been around for a while, and also she's got this weird thing about genes. Like, That's true. And we assume, just based on, like, our Sanji, like, genetic theories, that Judge perhaps knew about them, too? Uh, true. Yeah, if those if those come to fruition. Queen also knows, but he also knows King. Um, but King doesn't really seem like the type to open up to Queen in particular. They don't seem no, to I like think each other much. I think that's more of, like, an occupational thing. Like, Kaido was just like, come on. <laughs> true you can also see and maybe this is just blood i don't really know but in the previous page um when kane is like blasting zoro through the side of the scroll dome uh in that panel where it's zoro's head and kane's head and the huh bubble between them yeah uh, it kind of looks like kane has like a tattoo or something and yeah and you can see it kind of peeking out on the last panel too a um, little bit yeah but like what do we know about people with face tattoos <laughs> uh nothing <laughs> right like that that looks like where his eyebrows would be are they fancy eyebrows is he is that something that comes with lunarians and that's why sanji has the swirls uh yes that's confirmed right now by me <laughs> but like what like 100 <laughs> percent I cracked the code, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was trying to keep it on the down low and pretend like I didn't have any inside knowledge, but, uh... You have been talking to Oda, haven't you? <laughs> Dang. It turns out I have been Oda the entire time. Oh, no! That's right. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, yeah, maybe. I'm not sure if that, like, that and the tattoo, marking, blood, whatever that is, are connected in any way, but... Maybe it is going to be an eyebrow thing. It's right where the eyebrow does. would be, right? Like, Yeah, pretty much. I don't know. We've seen weirder things in One Piece, so... True. Um, but I will be fascinated to see where this goes and if it will be narratively relevant in any way. Uh, and that's pretty much all I have to say on the matter. Anything else about this chapter you would like to put forth before we move on? Um, nah. <laughs> Very good. Next chapter will come out on October 10th, unless my math is mistaken, and it never is, uh, so don't bother checking it. Uh, 
<laughs> that takes us into the reread segment, covering chapters 334 to 335 through the CP9 face reveal. I think you said 334 to 335, but uh, we're definitely doing 334 to 345. Like I said, flawless math every time. Yep, it's <laughs> great. We love it. Uh, so the first two chapters are kind of a, I mean, it feels weird to describe them this way, but they're kind of a nice cool down after last week's big confrontation. Mind you, most anything would be, right? Mm-hmm. But Very tense. We've got the looming high tide. Uh, we've got Frankie and Luffy button heads. And we find out that uh, Robin shot Ice Guy. <laughs> Literally Indeed. none of that is calming. Like, all of that is awful. But it, it's more the fact that we're, like, we're on the build now. Indeed. There's less, like, emotional tension. It's more like the plot and, like, the specific stakes of the arc are starting to ramp up. And uh, that feels good. I miss Usopp, but we see him a few times throughout this chunk. So yeah, we do. We do. He pokes his head in here and there just to remind us that he's not, like, drowning imminently. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we need him. <laughs> so, the accusations kind of start flying pretty soon. You know, people are real mad at Luffy. They start throwing, you know, bullets and cannonballs and chisels and saws at him because <laughs> he's the captain of the one that shot the most important dude ever. Uh, also, like, the thing with Frankie is really coming to a head here. And somehow, Luffy, at the center of all this, is still the calmest of the bunch. Because um, <laughs> he, in his head, he's done nothing wrong, you know? He's just like, why is everyone fighting me? What happened? Why are people throwing things at me? Yeah. I didn't ask for this. I thought this was going to be a good day. Yesterday was pretty bad. I had a fight with my buddy. I had to beat the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to put into practice this whole criticism I got from Iceberg, but uh, they made it real hard. His, his calm demeanor did not last forever. Mm-hmm. After he gets away, though, he kind of just decides enough is enough and he's going to go confront iceberg directly indeed uh, i really appreciate iceberg's like demeanor throughout the mystery of this arc because it would have been easy for oda to write it so that everybody involved is just convinced without a doubt that the straw hats are responsible because iceberg saw robin and that's true for most characters involved except for iceberg himself uh, he knows for a fact that he saw Robin, for sure, that he saw it with his own eyeballs. But when he first wakes up, he struggles to think of a reason that the Straw Hats would do it based on their discussions from the other day, which makes him speculate that uh, perhaps a sinister third party is involved. And, you know, yeah, as it I turns mean, out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very much so involved. Um, I, I really like Iceberg. Like, he... Uh, Later on in this chunk of 10 or whatever, um, he has the confrontation with Robin and Robin's like, you don't know, like, you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. And he's like, actually, I do know a little bit, um, which, which is why he didn't 
like kill her immediately he wanted to hear her side like he's a very reasonable dude and that's it's good to see it if someone's going to be most important may as well be him (laughs) indeed he really does have a good leadership demeanor yeah oh yeah i kind of wish that like luffy could have learned more from him not that he doesn't get there on his own but getting this little boost early on would have been nice indeed quite so it's not often you see an elected official with a a good head on his shoulders like this iceberg fella (laughs) true he's not a cute mouse oh yeah i mean that was supposed to be temporary but oh well (laughs) indeed but yeah luffy bursts in he makes everything a mess uh and eventually icebergs just like yeah whatever come like come here <laughs> let's make this easy indeed please stop breaking my house <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're costing me a lot of stress and a lot of money quite uh but that meeting doesn't really go how either of them wanted like <laughs> mm-hmm. he was hoping to get information on rob well actually they were both kind of hoping to get information on robin but neither, neither of them had any had it <laughs> So, uh, kind of a null, null point. But, mm-hmm. speaking of Robin, eventually, our boys Sanji and Chopper run into her. And, uh, her line where she says, There is a darkness in me that you and the crew do not know. A darkness that will someday destroy you. It's a little different these days, I think. <laughs> what with the whole, she could become a literal demon thing. Yeah. As yeah. of recent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that that's like, you know foreshadowing or anything but like i mean it's it's neat to think about she obviously could be referring to like just her tragic past or the fact that she's mm, kind of brainwashed (laughs) uh yeah and like this looming shadow of how the government's never gonna stop hunting her down (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like they're yeah but it is it is fun to think about the demon move that she has now (laughs) made her own Indeed. I think that's also where she says that they'll never see her again. So, like, trying to put myself in the shoes of Sanji or Chopper and then later on the rest of the crew, like, oh my god, how does morale get lower than losing two, well, supposedly losing two crewmates in, like, uh, 12 hours? (laughs) Indeed. One of which, without, like, really much of an explanation i mean if robin Mm -hmm. had actually disappeared forever then uh not only would she be gone of course but there would be like a a constant nagging of never knowing why she actually left yeah indeed a whole mess if i were sanji i would have just like jumped over that canal but you know (laughs) the man won't thank you very clearly (laughs) he falls right in and they lose sight of her it's a shame indeed bad move sanji uh, so we see Frankie and Kokoro at a bar for like a few scenes mm-hmm. and the only one that really matters is where I think at least CP9 is first mentioned right in front of Bluno. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's, it is pretty good. intentional on Kokoro's part if she was actually just drunkenly rambling. Uh, observation hockey. I don't know. Maybe. Kokoro always kind of seems like she knows a little bit more than she's letting on. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how she would have found out that Bluno was CP9, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we found out one day that she did indeed know was trying to bait the man out or something. 
Yeah, she's just like an informant for the Revolutionary Army or something. Yeah, maybe. That wouldn't surprise me at all. She's a, a mermaid, and we know that they've got some fish folk in the Revolutionary Army. Yeah. We solved it. Damn. Well done. <laughs> we're just we're solving them left and right this time. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. So yeah, speaking of uh, this blue no fellow, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about the door door fruit for just a moment. <laughs> okay. So like, I don't know. I think this is a very good example of just how far Oda can kind of push the powers of a devil fruit and our imagination with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, not only is this dude a part of a top-level secret government organization, like, he's he's obviously powerful. He has found the perfect use for his power, like, in assassinations. The, mm-hmm. the traces of the work completely disappear, all that. It's great. And more importantly than that, when he's wearing his bear hat thing, <laughs> uh-huh. the doors are shaped like bears. It's very convenient yeah. that That's his a bit power deep. goes to close. <laughs> yeah. The dude should just be wearing a door on his back at all times. He really should. <laughs> Silly uh, Bruno. <laughs> but he also kind of has to wear uh, that. I mean, obviously he's trying to hide his identity. But let's say, hypothetically speaking, he wasn't wearing that bear hood. And like somebody only saw the door closing behind him after he went through it. Bluno has a pretty like distinct head, mm. <laughs> so uh, that's it's true. I would have recognized <laughs> that, that door true. shape. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's all uh, about practicality. It's not just because the hood is cute. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the man. <laughs> the man's thought it all through. Indeed. Uh, so the the first time that we see him use this power, he has Robin like push on his body to open the door, right? Mm-hmm. Does this have to happen every time? Like, he, can he not use his power by himself? If he got a running start at the wall and, like, just kind of planted on it, would it would it open? What What's going on here? I don't remember if this gets explained later. He uses his powers by himself all the time. Then why did he have Robin push him? <laughs> he was just really getting into character. I he was showing off, wasn't he? What a jerk. <laughs> he was just... Wanting to show off just how much of a door he can be in being completely stationary and just opening. It's, That's it's what such a do. weird interaction. Indeed. And Robin does it, too. She plays along. <laughs> right. Like, well, she doesn't know better. This dude is supposedly explaining his power. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's weird. I'm glad that, it, no, I'm not glad it happened. I don't know. <laughs> Robin's like, this is like a top tier, like, high-ranking member of a secret assassin organization, he wouldn't be being silly and making me push on his body so he can pretend to be a door a little bit more right now. He wouldn't do that, right? No, <laughs> no. We we definitely learned that these dudes are never silly. Indeed. Oh, anyway, Luffy gets stuck between two buildings as he's trying to crash the party, which uh, yeah. <laughs> really, really puts Nami, Zoro, and Chopper in a little predicament. Indeed. I love how confident they are. <laughs> he rushes ahead, and they're all just so convinced. All right, because Luffy rushed ahead, it's going to be pretty clear up front. Mm-hmm. And they show up, and like... The fortifications have never been higher. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, oh it's man. good times. Uh, so then we eventually get Luffy actually going in, trying to get a confrontation going, because he's just 
mad at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and eventually we see some stuff with Polly, who has gotten instructions from Iceberg. And this man really went and risked his life over blueprints he knew were fake. Like, it it leads to a really good scene between him and Luffy, where they decide to fight together. But uh, mm-hmm. it does seem like it would have been better to just follow Iceberg's plan and burn it. Yeah, I really don't understand to this day why he told them that they were fake yeah maybe they would have figured it out on their own eventually but it would have at least bought them some time i yeah i mean i could definitely see them killing him for doing that but yeah but iceberg said burn him and run away sure yeah well he was putting his life on the line anyway he was like i think i can take him and then could not yeah However, I can see from this scene alone why people would think that Polly was going to join the crew. Like, him and Luffy yeah. just sharing this chat, being nailed to the floor. Very compelling. Indeed. Uh, I don't know when these chapters came out, but certainly more than ten years ago, I would think. So, uh, mm. changing the past now so that uh, <laughs> I didn't already know about the Frankie thing <laughs> gives this... Uh, <laughs> Plus two poly points there to we go. Uh, him joining the crew. It's a uh, pretty healthy advantage. <laughs> Quite so. Uh, but these scenes certainly do a great job of setting CP9 up to be like scary as all heck. huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, and smart, too. Indeed. These uh, The foreman of Galley Law were thrashing Luffy real hardcore just a few chapters ago. Even though, granted, Luffy was a little bit beat up. And he yeah. wasn't really trying to hurt them because, you know, he didn't really understand what was going on. But yeah, those guys were giving Luffy a run for his money. And any one of those CP9 guys just, like, tore through these foremen like butter. Oh, yeah. They just fell over. Like, uh, Tilestone couldn't do anything against Bluno. <laughs> yeah, and that dude is... He was at least twice the size of Bluno, and Bluno's pretty big himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we don't know this yet, but Bluno is like one of the weaker <laughs> CP9 yep. guys too. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. seeing the seeing the kick from Kaku where he uh, splits the wall in quarters, basically, mm-hmm. like oh my god! The first time you see that, it's just that that is power levels that we have not really experienced yet. That's crazy, indeed. And they're very sturdy, and they're all wearing hoods, right? Yeah, it's secretive, it's <laughs> ominous, it's. It's a good atmosphere that Oda set up, for sure. Well done. Yeah. It's a little weird reading through it with that all in your head already, but, like, you're already reading One Piece, so your uh, your <laughs> suspension of disbelief is working pretty hard. Just push it a little bit more, and you're fine. That's true. But, yeah, uh, that's, that's all that I've really got from those uh, 10 or 11 chapters. I had a few other small points. I just wanted to... Quickly oh, point out. Uh, I thought it was really neat how uh, we as readers already knew about the Aqua Laguna because we had been told it prior to what yeah. I'm about to describe. <laughs> but uh, I think it's cool how Nami just kind of deduces everything about Aqua Laguna and everything but name just by using her knowledge of the weather. Right, just from That's walking around. Yep. All pretty cool. Well done, Nami. Well done, Oda. Um, I think it's also kind of interesting that there are many branches of cypherpole right 
10 of them, if you include CP0. Mm-hmm. But the first time we hear anything about them in the story is in the context of CP9, the like branch that doesn't even officially exist, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But I, I don't know. I don't, hmm. I'm not saying it's like a problem. I just think right. it's kind of silly. <laughs> that is I'm, how it turns out. I'm trying to think of a real world comparison, but it's it's tough. I was thinking like, you know, almost Area 51 to Congress or something. I don't know. <laughs> I see. Um, hopefully people talk about Congress more than Area 51. But uh, wouldn't one would be more catchy and certainly would be like, it would have more rumors spread about it and they were in a bar like mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it is funny but i accept it uh i also think it's pretty silly that uh we find out what tilestone is the foreman of in this chunk mm-hmm. and it's a classic oda to make the biggest man ever <laughs> in charge of like comparatively uh like detailed carpentry like cabinet mating yeah flat design (laughs) (laughs) i think it fits him you know he gets out all his aggression elsewhere and then does his woodworking to relax i suppose so um the last thing i had before we get to the the funny business is uh like you mentioned earlier the frankie versus luffy confrontation happens mm-hmm. in this uh, little chunk towards the beginning yeah and uh i've gathered through my uh forays onto reddit and twitter and the like is that back in the day people thought based on this fight that frankie was on par with luffy at this point in the series oh. uh, and that at the time people thought that frankie was less likely to join the crew because he was too strong, and that would upset the monster trio dynamic, uh, not entirely unlike the modern-day Yamato debacle, wouldn't you know? Yeah, that is, that's pretty neat. Uh, but I uh, reread that fight just recently, Jordan, as you may know, mm-hmm. and it <laughs> didn't seem to me like Frankie was as strong as Luffy during that little bit of combat. No, he caught him off guard. Yeah, he lands a few hits, but... Like you said, Luffy wasn't expecting his weird cyborg stuff. <laughs> yeah. And Luffy like, was also beat up a little bit from the night before. Yeah, Frankie also caught Gally La by surprise, kind of, with the coup de vent. So, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, come on. Like, that's Frankie's whole thing to catch people by surprise. Quite so. I'm not sure how people read this and are like, yep, Frankie equals Luffy, confirmed. I, yeah, that's <laughs> silly. That's like saying Usopp equals Luffy. Come on. Well, that's just... Objectively not true. We know it was going to be stronger. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> Quite so. Yeah. So uh, before we go into the comedy bits, uh, I just wanted to say that uh, Oda addressed Crocodile's bounty in one of the SBSs to be, he said, at least double his 81, so at least $162 million after adjusting for the Baroque Works inflation. So that feels better. <laughs> yeah, still pretty low compared to most of the other warlords of the time but i think it is addressed not here but eventually that crocodile 
was invited to be one of the warlords pretty early on in his career. Right. So, uh, but I don't know, 162 million, is that taking into account, like, the Alabasta incident, too? Just, like, trying to take over a country and, like, get Pluton. Sounds like it should bump up your bounty a little bit more than 162. Uh, I wonder if the Pluton bit factors in. I agree with you about the whole trying to take over a country thing. Yeah. Um, I think the SBS, well, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I don't see how the world government would have any means of knowing to the level of detail that I'm about to describe. But if Robin hadn't just lied to the dude, Crocodile would have Pluton, and that would be the end of everything. <laughs> so uh, that's not great. Again, I don't think the world government would have had any means of knowing just how close he was <laughs> to like having the world's greatest super weapon. Right. But uh, close one. Good lord. I wonder what Crocodile's current bounty is after the events of Marineford and whatever he's been up to for two years. I would love a reveal. It's got to be up there. Indeed. The more time passes, the more I feel like we may never see Crocodile again. <laughs> uh, but that would make me sad. Yeah, me too. I'd probably cry. <laughs> I'll cry like now Crocodile. just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good and he still has potential to be pretty strong. But that takes us into the pre-forementioned funny business. My goodness, was there a lot. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, This first one I have is just to kind of shit on you from last week for a hot second. Uh, (laughs) Turns out that the uh, hot spring guy Gidatsu has been hanging out with is Toto's brother from Alabasta. So uh, there's that plot relevance you were complaining about. Yeah, this one, this matters a lot, yeah. It's definitely not just a segue into other covers. Uh, Did another one start this week? Are you... Oh, I don't know. I mean, I just thought the focus was on Alabasta now. I didn't see Gadatsu in the past, like, or in at least two or three of them in the Hot Springs. I thought he showed up in, like, the last one, but... Maybe. I, I stopped looking for him at a certain point. <laughs> I see. You're like, oh, Vivi, and then you moved on. Jadassi yeah. was totally out of your brain. I understand. He shouldn't be in the girls' spa anyway. That's true. Uh, Frankie, notable nice guy and chill spectator, having a lovely cup of tea and enjoying uh, Galila thrashing Luffy. Mm-hmm. Only to mm-hmm. immediately get angry, flip the table, and destroy everything. Uh, yeah, <laughs> delightful. Uh, I mean, before before that one even happens, when Frankie unleashes his first move against Luffy, where he blows flames out of his mouth, Mozu and Kiwi mime Frankie's movements just to accentuate his cool factor. Like, it does <laughs> nothing for the move. They're just like, yeah, this is where we're supposed to be. Indeed. They know what their role is. Yeah, also, like, in one of the freeze frames uh, where Galila is kind of getting ready to fight Frankie, uh, Hattori puts up his dukes. <laughs> that pigeon is ready to fight. Yeah, and he, Luffy's lucky that uh, he didn't properly get involved. Otherwise, he would have gotten even more of a savage beating than he got. Oof, terrifying. Yeah. It's rough out there. Uh, this... Is not specifically funny to this section, but of everything Frankie related moving forward. 
but I do really love that his hair is a clear indicator of his uh, <laughs> current level of fuel. Delightful. Love Indeed. it. Thank Classic you, Frodo. What a lovely guy. Uh, Nami telling Luffy to be careful and sneaky when he's about to go talk to Iceberg, to which Luffy responds, yes, agreed. I would do exactly that. And then immediately, instead of doing that, rockets <laughs> through a window and instantly puts the entire mansion on red alert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that totally. just classic Luffy? <laughs> if he didn't do it, I would have been upset. Indeed. He would have been out of character otherwise. So mm-hmm. That's just bad writing. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Sanji and Chopper warning Usopp about the Agua Laguna. <laughs> Pretty good. What a couple of good boys. Letting him know about the danger, uh, but trying not to hurt his pride. Did they use, like, fake voices? They must have, right? I guess so. Maybe they were, like, trying to imitate the other. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Sanji was doing his best Chopper impression. And, uh, Chopper, vice versa. Feels good. Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> Frankie in Blue Nose Bar, when he is charged for his cola. Frankie says, trying to take money from your customers? How do you stay in business? Oh, Oh, I love it. That's my thought exactly. Clearly this man doesn't quite understand how capitalism works. I mean, as soon as he found out he had a million dollars, he just kind of threw it into the air. So, (laughs) Not very fiscally responsible, this man. But, you know, worked out great for the bar patrons of the night. And for Mm -hmm. Bluno. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mostly for Bluno. (laughs) Dude made out like a king. Yeah. Although I'm sure his paycheck is fine. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> this is just like extra cash in his pocket. Yeah, it's a bonus. It's not taxed, that's for sure. Yeah, and <laughs> the bar isn't even like a real business anyway. He just leaves, pockets the money, and bounces. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Chopper spooking Luffy under the bridge and nearly causing that man to fall in and drown. That feels I love that face there. And, <laughs> and just his answer of, I smelled you, or whatever. <laughs> Indeed. Yep. Very good. And uh, the last one I have is uh, towards the end of the bit, where uh, Aqua Laguna's about to hit, and uh, the wind's picking up. We see Frankie and Kiwi and Mozu have to walk sideways to get through the wind because of their big hair. No lie, that is the last one I have, too. <laughs> Perfect. That is amazing. <laughs> I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, we did it. Yep. On that note, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up. Like I said before, no break next week. Next chapter release was on October 10th. Feel free to send in those thoughts on the new chapter via email to inheritedwillpodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at inherited underscore will, or simply in a comment on the YouTube video. Once again, for 30 episodes now, Thanks for listening.